Hello, my friends. Joe Zink coming to you today on Friday, the 12th of June. Uh, it is, oh, it's approaching noon here in New Holstein. And uh, hope wherever you are that um, uh, it is a good day, that, that you're feeling just the presence of God. You're feeling good about who you are and where you are and what you're doing. So my love and blessings to you. Thank you for taking time to uh, share this moment together. And let's take a look at the Word of God, shall we? We continue through the um, uh, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. So we're continuing to work on the Sermon on the Mount uh, of, uh, of Jesus's great, great teaching. Uh, we will pick up again sequentially where we have been. Uh, so today, if you want to follow along at home, we are in Matthew chapter 5. We will go uh, look at verses 27 through 32. So Matthew 5, 27 to 32. Let's, uh, let's listen to the Word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, Everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, um, let's dive in again to this pattern that Jesus has begun. And uh, I suspect by the time we are back together on Monday, uh, we will have gone out of that pattern and into something new. Now, don't quote me on that. I haven't looked ahead. But I think if memory serves... Uh, this is where uh, the pattern ends. But again, that idea that he has not come to abolish the law, forgive me beating a dead horse, this is three days in a row, uh, that he's not come to abolish the law, but he's come to fulfill it. And then he invites us yesterday. So let's look at example, thou shalt not kill. You've heard it said that, but I say to you, even if we're angry, what are those many ways that we kill and we, we sever ties even in our minds with someone. And then what happens once we sever that in our minds and in our emotions, that they're the bad guy, our, our actions, of course, follow from that. And, and in re reality, we have severed and, and thus killed a relationship. And that goes against that very heart of the law, which is we are God's people. God is our God. And anything that would sever us from him anything that would sever us from one another, anything that severs us from ourselves, any type of thought or word or deed uh, or, or uh, action, whatever it would be that severs us uh, is 
that that's where, that's where the law is, is saying that, that's where we can't go. So we can't stay external. Remember the, the Pharisees and the scribes, he was giving them the Dickens yesterday uh, because that's, that's what they did. They say, you know, he said, beware of what, what they're doing because they keep it external to them. Oh, I haven't committed adultery today, so I'm fine in the, you know, larger sense of that, you know, or just the, the one thing. I haven't killed anybody today, so I'm good. Whereas Jesus, again, even today, you shall not commit adultery. He says, okay, you may not have committed adultery within your marriage today, but I'm telling you, if you look at another person with lust and want to possess them, then you've already committed adultery in your heart uh, because uh, they are not ours to possess, especially when we have given ourselves to someone else. Um, and then he says, if our right eye causes us to sin, pluck it out, <laughs> throw it away. Or, you know, later if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Better that we lose one of our members than our whole body. It goes into the fiery pit of Gehenna. Um, and so that, that same action, you know, we could look down that, um, you know, uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, the eighth, thou shalt not bear false witness. Uh, you know, we, we all, and, and maybe, well, we all, I think it's a fair thing to say, have done white lies or, or we're like, well, technically I told the truth, but, you know, even if it misled them, I mean, I'm sure Jesus would have plenty to say about that. You know, again, we, we've got to look at the heart of where he's inviting us to go. And that's a difficult thing to do. And, and it involves speculation and it involves trust and it involves hope and, and that's where we trust and, and thank God even more that he knows our hearts and he knows, um, he knows our intentions. Uh, even if we perhaps do the wrong action, but, but are intending to do the right thing, uh, I think that uh, our God can see through that and I'm grateful that he can judge that uh, because we, uh, we can't. Um, we, we are not able to carry that weight. That's above our pay grade, as it says. Um, and the interesting part, you know, where it goes into the, if your eye causes you to sin, if your right hand causes you to sin. I, I mean, I think it's okay to say this is not literal. <laughs> we don't go around seeing a lot of people with right hands cut off or one of their eyes plucked out. Um, and so I don't think he's inviting us to do that. But I think what he is inviting us to, again, trying to go beyond the literal to the heart, is saying, if there is an action in our life that has befriended sin, and you know what, we're okay with it being there because you know what, it doesn't overcome me. It's, it's not an addiction. It's not taking over my being. But you know what, it's kind of like a companion. Um, I think Christ would look at us and say, what are we doing? Why, why have we made friends with that thought process, that action, um, that attitude? Why, why do we do that? And it, it might be as simple as just in how I think about someone else. And again, that judgmental action and causing me to feel superior to them. Or it might be how I look at someone else and... Uh, and desire of them, um, and uh, and what that does uh, to me in my heart, uh, or it might be 
you know, the way I, I gossip about someone, um, even though they'll never know, uh, or, or make up stories or fabrications or, or, or take something from them, be it a, a, something of monetary value or even their reputation that I steal. Even though it never, nobody would ever know this will never come to light. What does it do to me? You know, there's that wonderful uh, book. Um, oh, gosh, I didn't plan to talk about this, so I should have gotten ready. Uh, oh, yes, by uh, Oscar Wilde. Uh, the Portrait of... <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, bless you. Um, bless me. <laughs> okay, while I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm going to Google it. The port. This is great, uh, great podcasting. There it is. The Portrait of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Oh, God love you. Um, anyway, it's a wonderful book if you've not read it, even if I couldn't remember the title. Uh, but the bottom line is, is somehow in the midst of this, uh, this book, and I don't recall the, the exact details, but... Uh, this person, Dorian Gray, has this wonderful portrait taken of him. And, and he's very youthful and, and looks just, you know, uh, at the height of beauty. Um, but when he goes out and causes division and, and sins, I'll just use that, that word, but causes division and hurts someone else. You know, uh, in one example, he, he uh, leads this woman on and breaks up with her. Um, and he goes back and he sees that portrait of him and how it has changed and how it has made him uglier in, in maybe just the smallest of ways, but it has made him uglier. And then he goes out and does other things and he comes back and looks at the portrait and, and again, it has changed and has made him uglier. But, but if you looked at him, he looks fantastic, but his portrait looks uglier. And, and, and again, the more things he does and he takes it to extremes, the uglier and uglier and uglier that portrait gets until it gets really almost, you know, just demonic looking. But he uh, looks well. So all these actions are trans transmitted to the portrait and not himself. Well, my point, brothers and sisters, is that when we make friends with sin and, and not want to, because, it, because it's not huge, it's just a small little one. And we take it along as a, as a little companion and puppy, you know, that those things affect us. And, and they make us, again, uglier is probably not the word, but they make us less um, created and made in the image of God. No, we're still created in the image of God. Nothing can take that away. But, we, but when he says, you know, that we are um, made in the image and likeness, that we are still made in that image, we still can choose goodness and love. But that likeness becomes less and less and less because um, we are choosing companions that do not assist us to be beautiful. And God, of course, is the author of beauty. Um, yeah, wasn't planning to go in that direction, but, but I think it's worthwhile. I, the bottom line is, you know, that there's that wonderful scripture um, that a, uh, a tree is known by its fruit. And, and in a sense, brothers and sisters, how we think and how our attitudes are in our, in our lives, things that other people can't look at us and name, but we know them. 
Uh, it's like a garden, and we're the gardener. And if our thoughts are, are uh, on, and again, they're never going to be 100% either way, but if they're more on the pure side, that garden is going to produce good fruit. And if they're more on, on the side of, of those things that are, are lesser within us, uh, it's going to produce poor fruit. And that's up to you and I to decide how we want to move forward with that. Um, our God is inviting us today to guard ourselves well, to, to pluck out those things, those habits, even if we don't think they're hurtful of us. Um, they're, they're, they're making a portrait of us somehow, not separate from us, within us, on us, that shows itself in some way. Um, and the more we can pluck them out and cut them off, the healthier we will be. Let's pray. Uh, today, uh, finishing up the glorious mysteries, brothers and sisters. So let us take a moment of silence. And if there's intention for which you would like to pray, let's call it to mind at this time. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Again, my friends, thanks for taking time to join. Blessed weekend to all of you, and uh, yeah, I look forward to us being back together again on Monday. God bless you.